0: This is The Fine Line with Joe Wiz and Ty Butler, presented by Bet Rivers, New York's hometown sports book. Oh, what a day it is
1: here in New York City. Sunday morning on 98.7 ESPN. It's The Fine Line. He's Joe Wiz, I'm Ty Butler. And I got to be honest, Joe, not a lot of sleep last night coming off of what was a thriller. Hard to. Build up a game the way that it was, being the biggest rivalry in college basketball. Coach K and his farewell farewell tour, UNC-Duke, and it actually not just lived up to the hype. One could argue it surpassed it. 81-77 was the final score last night as Duke is headed home. UNC's headed to the title game. Joe, I mean, talk about March Madness. That is everything
0: that we wanted it to be and more last night. Yeah, Ty, another great morning in New York and of course we're uh, really excited. I mean this game here has to be one of the best games I've seen in a long time. Maybe in my lifetime. I mean what a crazy March Madness. What an exciting tournament here with St. Peter's making it to the grade 8 and then of course North Carolina and Duke. It lived up to its expectations and let's hope. I don't know if we could see Kansas and North Carolina play uh, any a, a bigger more thrilling game than what we saw last night. It's going to be very exciting to see what happens. So let's uh, start
1: tomorrow. there. As some Someone who, look, I graduated from Syracuse, so I technically don't have a dog in a fight. I don't hate Duke as much as most Cuse fans would. But just watching that unfold last night, I found myself rooting for the Blue Devils Because I think most would our unless you despise and detest that program, most people would side with me and say it's a little disappointing and anticlimactic that we're not getting Coach K's final game be on Monday night. It was a farewell tour that ended 48 hours too soon because you get to Monday night and it's Duke, Kansas. And by the way, the first national championship Coach K ever won was in 91 against the Jayhawks. So you've got that going for you. And for us to know on Monday night, regardless of the result, this is Coach K's final game. All the hype coming into it, Kansas versus Duke, one versus two. And this is to take nothing away from UNC. We'll get to them in a moment. Uh, that, That program deserves a ton of credit. Huber Davis, congrats to him. First year getting to the national championship. I mean, all power to you, my man. But I, I am a little disappointed that instead of getting Kansas-Duke on Monday night, we're going to get UNC-Duke. And by the way, Kansas opening as a four-point favorite on Monday night. We're not going to give our picks just yet, but that's just, you know, just want to throw that out there.
0: Yeah, when you take a look at it here, Coach K, what could you say about him in the 47th season 1,202 wins, five national championships. Hey, listen, the best team won, um, and North Carolina is better than Duke. Let's face it, they beat them uh, twice this year. I mean, Duke won the first meeting. By 20. Yeah, so, but listen, they met twice, and North Carolina won two out of three, and listen, Duke has been winning by the skin of their teeth in a couple of these close games here. Against Michigan State, they were down two. I remember that game, because I had Michigan (laughs) State in that game, plus seven, and I still lost the game. So, Michigan State was plus up two, three minutes left. They got a lot of close calls against Texas Tech. Yep. And uh, here, you know, you know, whenever you go down to the wire and you're playing these close games, sometimes things don't go your way. And uh, you know, you got to remember, Duke is also a very young team. Bancheros uh, are just a freshman. So, you know, all things considered, um, North Carolina deserves it. And uh, Coach K, he'll still go out as the GOAT, as far as I'm concerned, the best head coach uh, of all time. And uh, congratulations to both squads. I'm looking forward to seeing Hubert Davis uh, you know, North Carolina gets no they're coming in as a dog here is what i'll say about coach k and
1: and you nailed it he's the greatest coach of all time the resume speaks for itself five national championships i mean what can you say uh about what he's been able to do 13 final four appearances nine appearances in the title game he fell one game short of getting back there with the chance to get to six but i almost feel like He's got to come. He's got to pull a Tom Brady. He like he can't go out like that to lose your final home game at Cameron Indoor, uh, where you were up two at the half, and then you get the doors blown off of you in that second half against UNC, and you got to come out and, and sit there through a ceremony and start it off by saying, "Listen, that was that was unacceptable." You had all the alumni in the building. You had the pomp and circumstance. It was you know you know everyone was there, family and friends, the, the packed house, rooting for Coach K, and, and, and they laid an egg in that final game at Cameron Indoor. Now you you come back and you get to the final four. You're up one with 120 left in the game. We're thinking Coach K's on his way to the, to the championship game and you lose again to the Tar Heels. And, and check this out. 100 games he's played against you or he's coached against UNC. 50 and 50. Well, there were listen, 18. There were 18 lead changes, 12 ties, but unfortunately for him, the Tar Heels emerged victorious. 81-77 was the final score, and I just feel like it's anticlimactic. Coach K, if you're listening, I I know you're on your way back to uh to Durham. If you're listening to the show. Pull a time, Brady. You got to come back. You, you cannot go out like that, fam. You cannot go out like that.
0: He's definitely not coming back. He's definitely not <laughs> doing a time, Brady. I'm okay with it. Listen, it's not what you've done in one game. And listen, the coach could only do so much. It's even the same thing when I uh, do my handicapping tie. You know, I'll sit there and and uh, do all my research. But then listen, once it's almost like when you have an election going on, uh, you do all the work, you do all the groundwork, and then you have to let the, let the game play out. And listen, um, North Carolina beat him two out of three. But uh, I don't think we're going to see too many more head coaches uh, uh, with the resume of Coach K. Uh, I don't think we'll see it in a lifetime.
1: Yeah, so, all, you know, obviously, half kidding. Coach K, well-deserved run. And after 42 seasons at Duke, I believe uh, 54% of his life he coached the Duke Blue Devils. So to, to go out like this, of course, it's disappointing. It's heartbreaking. But uh, that that was a spectacular run for him over, you know, four-plus decades. Let's actually hear from Coach K. Here is what he said uh, his final message to the team was after last night.
2: Just how proud. I mean, we love them. And the brotherhood that they've developed. I mean, they're double champions, regular season, Western regional champs, 32 wins. Are you kidding me? You know, and this is my final year with this team. They've been magnificent. I'm, I'm so proud of them, and I love them. And uh, so it's, you know, right now it's our responsibility to take care of them and uh, make sure that they're okay. They're, you know, they're really down, you know, and especially younger players will, will you know, they'll, they'll look at a free throw and say, I lost the game. And that's the other thing we try to think look, one play does not win or lose the game. Don't beat yourself up. You know, we we had our opportunities. They they made one more opportunity than us, and uh, but don't beat yourself up because we wouldn't be here with, without them. You know they've all done really good things to get us this far. But uh, I love the fact that they feel that bad, and uh, and and uh, uh, we just have to take care of them.
1: You ever put a bet in and you immediately regret it? I had Duke minus four and a half. I, I put it in on Bet Rivers, and then I said, you know what? This just feels like a closer game. There's too much at stake. These, player, these teenagers, it's a one-and-done situation, and you're playing – Uh, For the right to get to the National Championship game against your hated rival, a team that just beat you uh, about a month ago, could be Coach K's last game. For all the reasons I'm mentioning was why I immediately hated Duke minus four and a half right after I put it in, but... Look, Joe, you watched the game. We were in good shape because I believe you had Duke as well. We were in good shape. They were up one with 120 left to go in the game. And then it's a silly foul that happens. UNC hits two of its free throws to go up one. And then Duke just starts missing free throws. And, and that's what, you, what happens at the end of these games because it's a 30-second shot clock. You get into a foul situation earlier than you would uh, as opposed to an NBA game, and, and UNC's hitting free throws, and, and Duke's missing free throws, and then, of course, Caleb Love was the hero last night because he hit that big three to put him up four, and then he hit the game-sealing free throws uh, to put them up four to, to win the game. But Duke
0: minus four and a half didn't look that bad until it did. Well, listen, sometimes when you look at a game and you're not sure what to go, sometimes you play the total. You know, we talked about it uh, often. And, you know, I love the over in that game yesterday um, because North Carolina scores a lot. Duke was averaging 79 points per game. And it didn't look good at halftime. I was like, oh my God, what's going on here? So luckily at the end of these games. What the, was it, 153? Yeah, the total went up to all the way up to 154. It opened up at 151, but it went over. So uh, I'm kind of curious to see. And by the way, Todd, you know, I know you're in love with Coach K, but, you know, there was another college basketball game yesterday as well. Oh, yeah, we'll get to that. (laughs) We will get to that. So Kansas, how about Kansas? I mean, they, uh, it's just, they knocked off Villanova. And that line, there was a lot of public money coming in on a dog in the game. uh, And uh, Kansas, like I said, um, Bill Self, uh, you know, he's going to have his team really ready for this North Carolina. I don't know how North Carolina is going to get, you know, after beating Duke, uh, Hubert Davis is going to sit there in the locker room and say, guys, we have, a, we have another game. They're gonna yeah, be like, Wait a minute, we just we just won our national championship. And that's
1: a, it's a great point you bring up because, as I alluded to, Jayhawks enter as four-point favorites, uh, you look at UNC, it's an 8-seat. The Tar Heels are now tied for the lowest-seeded team to reach the Final Four since seeding began back in 1979. Congrats to Hubert Davis, what he's been able to do with this program already. Uh, it's going to be a tough challenge to go from the high of what was last night, beating Coach K, sending him into retirement, and now 48 hours later, you still have to uh, have to play not just a game, it's the biggest game of the season, it's the final game of the season, and you're going up against the only one seed that was able to make it to the Final Four, and that's the Kansas Jayhawks. Let's just hear quickly from Caleb Love. I mentioned him. He hit that big three last night. They were up one. They went up four with the three. Duke hits a layup. He comes back, hits free throws, pretty much seals the game. It was the biggest night of his life, and he reflected on it. You know, it means everything to me. Uh, I, I couldn't do it without my guys and, and my coaches. And so um, I give all my credit to them. Uh, they put me in position, and, you know, it was a team effort. And so uh, just one game away from a national championship, what, what, what else can you, can you say? Twelve title game appearances for North Carolina, matches Kentucky for the second most in men's NCAA tournament history. UCLA, of course, first with 13. It's going to be a, a showdown on Monday night. I, and, and, look, I, I, anticlimactic, I said, but it's still going to be a great game. Even though Coach K is out, you're still going to get two really good teams going up against each other. And for all the reasons you mentioned, I don't know. Now you got me leaning to Kansas because how, did, how does UNC find a way to come back down to play this game? It's going to be tough.
0: Yeah, we're going to save that for a little bit later in the show. But can't, and also, Kansas has won 10 games yep, in a row. In a row. Uh, 10 in a row. Uh, and, uh, you know, they been, but like I said, against the spread, they beat up Villanova last, last yesterday. But Villanova obviously was not 100%. They had one of their best players out. Um, against Miami, they were down seven. Uh, they did not cover against Providence. They Didn't cover against Creighton, Um, you know. If this was uh, if if North Carolina wasn't coming off of an emotional win over Duke, um, I'm not sure this line would be where it is. But you know, you got to give a respect to uh, Bill Self, and uh, hopefully it can live up to the expectations uh, of half of what we saw last night. I I would, I'll be happy to get half of the excitement that we got yesterday for tomorrow night's championship game. And
1: that game was never really close. I I, I guess Villanova in the second half got it to within six, and they were threatening, but Kansas every time responded. Uh McCormack was just dominant. He finished with 25-9 and nine last night. Uh, the Villanova just had no size for him, uh, which is why I was very excited to see the bigs of Duke uh, try to contain him uh, if, if Duke would have been able to survive that game last night, but unfortunately for them, it is UNC who moves on, so a lot to look forward to on Monday night, that should be a fun one, the final game of the college basketball season, you'll get uh, number one seeded Kansas against number eight seeded North Carolina, a team that many uh, weren't that high on during the regular season, Particularly coming into that game at Cameron Indoor against Duke because they didn't just look like a, a, a contending team, but
0: since then they've been on such a run. Hey, Ty, you know what? We're talking about the men's. You know, there's another basketball game going on. It's not in the NBA. The women are playing the national championship. South Carolina's taking on UConn. Uh,
1: yeah, and, and UConn, I mean, what, what the do, would you be someone who would consider the dominance of UConn to be bad for the sport? Because that, that always comes up every year. Like, well, do we want more parity? Is national dominance, to that extent of, of, of what UConn's been able to do with the women, is that good for the sport? Where do you side on that?
0: Uh, well, the do, the dominance has been in the past. They haven't been to a national championship game since 2016. Now, the current line, if you want to get down on a game, you can do it at Bet Rivers. By the way, anybody that's listening to the show, uh, Bet Rivers, you can uh, um, get a $250 match deposit. If you go into your account, put $250 into Bet Rivers. When you hit refresh, what happened? You have $500 in your account. BetRivers.com. Can you get down on this basketball game? This game is being played at the Target Center uh, in Minneapolis. South Carolina is favored by four, and the totals at 114 in time. South Carolina has been number one in the polls all season long. Head coach Dawn Staley, 34 and two. They beat Louisville. Uh, to get here, 72 to 59, they got the best player on the court in Aliyah Boston. She had 23 points, 18 rebounds, and is the AP player of the year. It's very rare. You know, you talk about dominance. It's very rare to see UConn as an underdog. But, Ty, yeah. let me tell you something. When they were really dominant, they are 11-0 and in national. They've never lost a national championship game when they got there. They're a perfect 11-0, and and now they're a four-point dog. Go Huskies!
1: Go Huskies. So, uh, are you feeling... Plus four go Huskies, or... Money line plus one fifty five go Huskies because there are two I, different go Huskies right now.
0: You're right. I'm taking. You know, I'm always looking to take points. You know, very you, really rarely for do the I point. play favorites. If so I do, it's very unusual. But here, I mean, it's hard to go. I mean, South Carolina has been ranked number one all season long. And congratulations to the women. They don't get the spotlight. Um, these two teams met back in November in Bahamas, and uh, South Carolina won that game. Uh, but this team is on a mission. Okay, it's uh, it's, uh, it's only a, for the first championship it had was five years ago. Okay, and now they're going to have to knock off UConn who has dominated the scene for so many years but UConn hasn't been to that championship game since 2016 yeah, and the but you say been... as
1: if that's a long time ago well, it's only it's, 6 years it ago seems long.
0: but the Huskies are finally a healthy time they've been marred by injuries and they've been sick and illnesses and all that stuff so now you have uh, only 2 seeds, uh, the number 2 seed uh, here in the final 4 and the national championship game goes tonight at the Target Center, this game I think is going to be very close game, um, and uh, I'm taking the four points with the women. Uh, maybe a small play on the money line, but my official play here is UConn plus four. Eleven to zero, a national championship game's here. The bowling ball is gonna be heavy for South Carolina. It's going with the dogs. So unlike you, Joe. So unlike the target him. set is gonna be rocking tonight in Minneapolis.
1: <laughs> so much to get uh, to 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 look forward to as we get you until nine o'clock. At that point, Anita Marks is going to take over with the Sunday edition of her program. She's going until 12.30 today, an extra half hour, because Mavs-Bucks, that pregame gets underway at 12.30. Uh, Knicks Magic this afternoon in Orlando. You'll hear that right here on 98.7 ESPN at 5.30. If you go to the uh, ESPN AM. You have Mets spring training at 1 p.m., Islanders Devils at 3.30, then Rangers Flyers at 6.30. So it's an action-packed afternoon. Uh, You can keep it locked right here with us. We'll get to what happened last night in Atlanta because what what an awful loss that was for the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, You get 55 points from Kevin Durant and you somehow find a way to still lose that game, a game you led by 10 early uh, because you couldn't play defense in the end. And and outside of Kevin Durant, no one else showed up. I believe Kyrie Irving was what 12 for 32. So we'll have to talk about that. Some other NBA games are on the slate today that Joe has some plays for. MLB gets underway. I know Jake and Will, uh, the homers that they are, they're excited to see the Yankees in action. Uh, obviously, just kidding. I, I'm a y- big Yankee
0: fan, yeah, too. Well, I'm looking forward Jays to it. You got the Blue Jays, you got the Rays. Uh, Yankees are not even favored to win the East. And, uh, you know, so, Don't uh, say
1: that too loud. You're going to offend Jake and Will. They're, they're in the control room. It's business. in the air right
0: now. It's business. You know, I tell people you know, the that's the way
1: it is. We love my guys back in the control room. Shout out to them. But we'll get to some uh, MLB futures action uh, as well. And we're going to make our official pick for the national title game later in the show. We're going to get Joe Wiz's best bet. So, so much to get to on a Sunday morning edition of The Fine Line. Joe Wiz, Ty Butler right here on 98.7 ESPN. It's the Fine Line. Joe Wiz, Ty Butler right here on 98.7 ESPN on a Sunday morning uh, reacting to what happened last night with UNC and Duke as the Tar Heels advance to the national title game. They will play the Jayhawks Monday night. That should be exciting. Uh, teased going to break, I was also simultaneously watching Hawks Nets last night because it was a big game. Coming into the day, you had 8, 9, and 10, all in a deadlock tie. Nets, Hornets, and Hawks. Hornets earlier in the day, blown out in Philadelphia by the Sixers 144 to 114 that was no contest it was over in the first half uh so that dropped the Hornets to 10 meaning that the that the Hawks and Nets were tied 8-9 and at the moment entering the game the Nets owned the tiebreaker because they they were up 2-0 in the season series but they lost last night 122-115 was the final score despite Kevin Durant going out there and dropping a career high 55 points Still wasn't enough to beat Atlanta. And, you know, I'm watching this game looking for any glimmer of optimism as far as the Nets, you know, title host, because that's what it ultimately comes down to. It's big picture, it's not about the singular game. The Nets are going to be in a play in game now. Is it going to be the the 9 10 matchup where they're going to have to win two games to get into the playoffs, or is it going to be the 7 8? But right now, they're 10th. And when you look at the upcoming schedule for the three teams that they're, they're battling, Uh, the last four games for the Hawks at Toronto versus Washington at Miami at Houston. So two tough games in theory, uh, and that's late for the Nets. They're home for Houston. Uh, they're on the road against the unquote on the road against the Knicks home for Cleveland, home for Indiana. And then the Hornets at Miami home for Orlando at Chicago against Washington. So certainly, uh, some games there that the Hawks and the Hornets can lose, but you can't understate just how pivotal of a loss that was for Brooklyn last night, falling to the Hawks, uh, coming on the heels of that overtime loss to the Bucs where they led by nine with three minutes left to go in the game. So, Joe, that, that, it's a tough loss for the Nets. If you go to Bet Rivers, somehow, some way, they still have the third-best odds to win the championship at plus 600, second-best odds to win the East at plus 300. got to turn your microphone on. And, oh. and um, it, it's, it's just tough right now.
0: Well, you know, when you take a look at Brooklyn, um, I thought all season long that they're overrated. I said they're a very fragile team. I noticed you didn't mention uh, Mr. Ben Simmons anymore. I think you've given up on him. Well, there's uh, a
1: report that he's going to be pract- or he's going to start
0: to ramp on, up stop, his activity. Stop, so stop, we'll see. Stop. Even even <laughs> if Ben Simmons comes back, the Nets aren't going to the finals. Um, I, you know, it wouldn't shock me if the Nets uh, play in this uh, 9-10 and get knocked out by by uh, by Charlotte. If you remember last week, we were right on here here last week and yep. we talked about it. And uh, you know, I gave out Charlotte plus seven. Last Sunday, right? And they what went happened? out right. And what happened, right? They went so, out right. So, Charlotte has a chance. Charlotte matches up well with Brooklyn, okay? The problem with the Brooklyn Nets is they play no defense. That's an issue. Okay? They have no defense, and right now, they can't rely on Simmons, all kidding aside, because, like I said, you know, he's, uh, to me, I think the Nets got damaged goods, but that's for another day. Uh, when you take a look at it here, since uh, Kyrie has come back, everyone thought, hey, we're going to be playing at the Barclays Center. We're going to start winning all these games. Well, guess what? They lost to Charlotte last Sunday. They barely beat the Detroit Pistons, and by yeah. the way, I put that up on my Twitter feed. I gave out the Pistons plus 10 on Thursday and uh, I, I put out the Pistons on Thursday against uh, the Sixers, but I also had the Pistons uh, and uh, they, they covered too. They
1: beat the Sixers outright yep, yep, <laughs> and they yep. covered against the net. I, I believe that number, if I'm not mistaken, got all the way up to plus 14 against the Insane.
0: Net. Getting 14 points in any NBA game, you either play the dog or you pass. And that's why I want to tell people, because you know, this is a gambling show, Ty, and I want to tell people, do not play big favorites, okay? Whether it's in basketball, football, any sport or even when the Yankees are going to be playing the Red Sox on Thursday, okay? I'm sure the Yankees will be big favorites. I'm sure there'll be 50,000 people there. But guess what? Nathan if owns the Yankees He's going to beat the Yankees opening day. Oh Ooh. my God. Oh man. I'm sorry, Will. I'm sorry Jake and Ty. I, I, I don't want to ruin your week in the upcoming baseball season. I know that's later in the show. We will
1: but, get to baseball. But you... getting
0: back to the Nets you know Against the Hawks, it didn't surprise me. I had the Hawks plus the two in the game here because Atlanta is starting to play like they were last year. Um, But Brooklyn, their biggest... Problem is they don't play defense. Look at what the Milwaukee. They should have beat Milwaukee, okay? They were favored by two in that game. Yeah. Would have a double-digit lead they were with up just a nine few with, minutes remaining?
1: They were up nine, three minutes left to go. Giannis is at the free throw line, misses both free throws, and because they can't you know, properly execute a, a closeout on a rebound, Wes Matthews gets free for a layup, and all of a sudden you go from up nine with the ball uh, with three minutes left to go, to just up seven, and it was critical, obviously, because the game ends up going to overtime.
0: You know, the Nets have a relatively easy schedule of the three teams that they're battling here. Um, They got the Rockets. Yeah. Um, You know, the toughest game the Nets will have is, believe it or not, I think it's the game against the Knicks you at think the Garden so, no because it's a rivalry. The only reason you know the Knicks if there's going to be one game, even though they laid an egg yesterday against Cleveland, um, I'm not sure how motivated. You're going to have to take a look at the dynamics and see where how important the game is for Cleveland. And of course, Indiana stinks. They don't play. No, they play worse defense. So the Knicks only because it's a rivalry game. Obviously, they're better. But I would think if there's one game that the Knicks want to go out uh, and look forward to next year, it would be knocking you off the Nets.
1: Yeah, and and spoiling their, their chances of, you know, being part of that 7A matchup. But you bring up the Cavs and and got to make this point. The reason why it's been a tough last three days if you're a Nets fan is because uh, you look at the standings. If the Nets close the deal against the Bucks and win that game last night, they're only one game back up the seventh seed. Uh, and and then it's a game that you can make up because you play the Cavs next Friday and you, with a the win there, you would own the season series, which means you would be hosting the play-in game, but now there's virtually no chance that that's going to happen because you're the 10 seed, you're three games back at Cleveland, so you would need an epic meltdown for the Cavs, and you'd need to go on a run and, and win your last four games, and I don't see that both of the combination of both of those things happening, so tough loss for the Nets. I know we do have some more plays on the NBA games today. You want to mention uh, the World Cup. We got to get to the play that we have on Monday night in the National Championship game between between the Jayhawks uh, and the Tar Heels. We've got MLB starting this week. So still a lot to get to in the last half hour of the show. We'll take a quick break. Come back all right here on 98.7 ESPN. So quickly, Joe, let's go through some of the NBA games today. Mavs in Milwaukee. Uh, the Bucks giving five and a half points. Uh, so here's why these games in the Eastern Conference still important. One through four. Heat, Bucs, Celtics, Sixers separated by just two games. It's in that order. So Bucks still vying for an opportunity to secure that one seat. I don't know how much it matters to them. They rested all their guys on Friday after beating uh, the Nets on Thursday. But they're a game and a half behind the Heat. So this is, you know, uh, to whatever degree important for them today as they take on the Mavs. I
0: mentioned laying five and a half at home. Yeah, when you take a look at here, here uh, Milwaukee, as you mentioned, coming off that big win over uh uh, Brooklyn won. Uh, but then the next game, they played the following night. Uh, they played the Clippers and they rested everybody and they got smoked 153 to 119 because you give them a pass. But I'm not sure what we would say about the Dallas Mavericks and giving them a pass. Um, they had all their starters in there, including Luka, and they lost to the Wizards a 135 to 103. Very uncharacteristic. In a
1: game where Luka goes for 36, 7, and 6, you still lose by 32
0: points. Yeah, and uh, you know, Porzingis, uh, you know, Remember, Porzingis from the Knicks? <laughs> well, he plays for the Wizards now. So, here, this line here is at five, five and a half, and totals at 228. Um, the one thing I've been following the Mavs almost all season long, even uh, contrary to them going over against the Wizards, um, a very uncharacteristic for them giving up 135. I think that's probably the most they've given up all season long. Um, here, uh, 60, uh, over 63% of the time when the Dallas Mavericks play, the games go under the total. They have just 28 overs, 47 unders. And uh, Milwaukee right now, um, you know, they're against the spread. They're just 37 and 40. So they really can't be trusted as favorites. And here they're laying five and a half. uh, And with the totals, they're about a 500 team. They're one game over. They're 39 overs and 38 unders. I think the better play here is the total, 228. I think that's too many points here. Uh, I think Dallas was probably looking ahead to this game here. And the Mavericks right now, no one's taking them seriously, but they're uh, also right up there as well. Uh, right now, they're looking to... Uh, they're a four seed b- right yeah, now. Right now, they're, one, you know, they're looking to get that home court advantage against the Jazz. Again, the Jazz had another meltdown against Golden oh, State. what a Woo! game that was. I, uh, hey, I gave you picked Golden the Golden my, uh, my phone was ringing off the hook. You know? All you needed was six straight threes, <laughs> 18... <laughs> six straight I'm glad threes I wasn't watching the game. The I wasn't Warriors. watching it. But I was happy to get it. But here my play is under two twenty eight. You don't have to play the game. And those of you that are new to sports betting, you know, if you just combine, to score, and you think it's going to be low scoring, high scoring. When you have a 63% uh, stat, um, that's a pretty high stat uh, to follow. And Mavericks generally play good defense. And Milwaukee, as I mentioned, um, just a 500 team would go in unders and overs. So I would like to take a shot with the under 2, two 8. Best
1: bets brought to you by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. You had to Bet Rivers right now, they will match you on up to $250 on your first deposit. Right now, uh, Bucks' favorite by five and a half. But Joe doesn't really want to touch that as much as he loves the under two twenty eight. Uh, that's best bets brought to you by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet with the winner on Bet Rivers. And uh, another game I wanted to look at was you know it's this, this Eastern Conference matchup between right now currently number one seeded Miami Heat taking on the Raptors have won five straight games. The Heat come in winners of three straight. They're trying to hold on to the one seed meanwhile, but that Bulls lost yesterday. The Raptors are up to five. Maybe they can get to four. Currently trailing the Sixers by two games. So it's a big game for both teams. And if you go to Bet Rivers, that spread right now. Raptors laying three points at home in Toronto uh, against Miami.
0: Yeah, when you look at it here, Miami uh, right now has the number one seed in the East, but tied to so much parity in the NBA, which is great, you know, especially in the East. you got Miami, Milwaukee, Boston, and Philadelphia, all separated by two games. They're all fighting for that number one seed. How important is the number one seed? Only time will tell because good teams win on the road. Meanwhile, Miami, I mean, they're coming off a big win over the Bulls. Uh, Miami 50-28, and and everyone thought with, uh, you know, Spolstra getting into a fight with Butler, they lost four in a row. But since then, they've won three in a row. Miami's a very high-scoring team here. They go over 60% of the time. Raptors are well-rested. The scheduling dynamics favor Toronto in game tie because uh toronto hasn't played since uh they uh they played what was it wednesday night they won against the t-wolves 125 to 102 now miami played the bulls yesterday uh they're gonna get in a plane i know it's not a far plane ride but you still got to go through all this stuff here um i favor toronto in this game here um and what should be a high scoring affair um I, I i like toronto a little bit but um again looking at the total game here i much prefer to take a look at the total because be, both meetings this year um, went over the total they met on february 1st Uh um, Miami, uh, won, uh, Toronto beat them 110-106. Uh, to 106. Uh, And then another high scoring game on January 29th uh, was 124-120. Uh, to 120. Um, I think the Raptors will be rested. Um, I favor the Raptors, but again, I lean more towards the total of 214. 60% of Miami Heat games go over the total, and the Toronto Raptors have been playing really well, and they're rested. So over is my official play, but I, I also, I'm giving out the side end total, which is very rare. But go. I like the over, but um, I also think that the Raptors, The scheduling dynamics favor the Raptors.
1: And if the Raptors do get this win today, you got the Sixers on a back-to-back against the Cavs, who are also on a back-to-back. So if the Cavs uh, win that game and the Raptors win their game as well, Uh, Toronto will be just one game back of hosting that four-five matchup in the first round, so uh, it's a big game for both teams. Should be an exciting day of hoops in the NBA. Quickly, before we get to a break, uh, I know we wanted to mention the World Cup because the the USA is going to qualify. It's so funny. We were here. I was here with Jake the other night, you know, watching that game, and it's like all they have to do is lose by fewer than six goals and they qualify. But you know, they do qualify, and I know you wanted to touch on that just a little bit.
0: Absolutely. I mean, world cup, everyone talks about football and everyone talks about the Rams and Tom Brady and Tampa and all other stuff. But in reality, soccer is the most bet sport in the world. Okay. And the world cup is going to be taking place in Qatar. And it starts in November and uh, USA qualified again. Uh, and it's ironic about it. Uh, the USA uh, is in it. And also Poland is in it as well. And uh, Poland is in it because Russia was disqualified. So Poland only had to play one game to get into the tournament. Now USA uh, doesn't, they'll have to play England, but prior to that, Ukraine uh, plays uh, Scotland, and then the winner of that game plays Wales. So this is going to be a 32 team tournament, Ty. And let me tell you something. I know we don't like talking about politics, and I, I don't like talking about it as well, but s- soccer is the most corrupt sport in the world. And I'll tell you one thing here. The head of FIFA, Sepp Blatter, he's in jail right now for bribes, for getting the cutter, for, for allowing the World Cup to be played in cutter. Same thing for Michel Platini. He was the best player in the world back in the 80s for France and head of UFA. He's also in jail. It's all because of the corruption. The USA was supposed to have this World Cup. It's now in cutter. And it's being played in November. And good luck with that because they're going to be competing against college football and your NFL that you think is better than the soccer. And I agree. NFL rules. But when it comes to overall the global picture soccer by far is the number 1 sport that is bet and right now brazil is at plus 500 at bet rivers new uh in england is plus 650 uh france is plus 650 spain is plus 900 and if you want to be ambitious type uh, team usa is plus 10,000 plus 10,000 wow and here we go the world cup in 4 years will be played the final will be played at the metelands it was supposed to be played this world cup was supposed to be in the us There's so much corruption with bribes and with cutter and even the year prior in 2018 when France beat Croatia it was held in Russia and that's when this all the FBI did a big investigation nobody knows about it and I know it's you know we're talking sports but you know I was a little bit upset about it because I wanted the World Cup to be held here now we're gonna have to wait another four years but it will be held in USA at the Netherlands and I expect to see you there because I'm gonna be there <laughs> Mark it on your calendar. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it on my calendar. I've also got Gabe
1: in New Jersey on my calendar. He wants to talk USA World Cup. What's up, Gabe? Holla at me. What's going on, brother?
0: Hey, how, how's it going? So um, I just wanted to get your guys' thoughts about how uh, the United States will be playing England on the day after Thanksgiving. Everyone will have watched their fair share of football um, right, you know, like the day before. And I also wanted you guys to talk about how do you think the impact not only this World Cup but maybe
2: the fact that in 2026, we're going to host the World Cup. How will that influence like the sports hierarchy? Will soccer maybe even be close to certainly fourth? It's not time for third. You know, A lot of people, I'm in my mid-20s. A lot of people my age aren't watching baseball anymore. How much do you think uh, that will impact that? And I just wanted to get your thoughts. Thank you for having me on air.
1: Oh, I appreciate the call, Gabe. I-, I don't know that soccer is going to usurp Uh, You know, baseball, uh, as far as the hierarchy of sports here in the U.S., it's Clearly, football is number one, and that's—I don't think that's ever going anywhere. We we can look at the numbers, the ratings. Uh, it, it, that's that's never going to change. I think basketball has surpassed baseball as the clear number two in the U.S. You can look at you know social media dominance. You can look at uh, what what shows are, are are talking about the next day. And no one's really breaking down MLB games nationally, but you know you get Bucks Nets Friday. That's dominating the headlines. So I, I think from that perspective, basketball is number two and then baseball i know people are upset you know because uh, during the pandemic we had the no- negotiations uh this year we had the lockout and, and people are a little down on baseball right now because you got millionaires arguing with billionaires and it can turn some some folks off but you know everyone still loves baseball i love baseball we all love baseball so i i, I don't see one two and three changing can soccer have an imprint of course. You know, hockey's still loved in this country as well. I don't, I don't think soccer is becoming number 3. That, that's well, just my opinion. I
0: think it's great that, you know, USA was supposed to have this World Cup here. And, again, it's all because of the bribery scandal. And there's, you know, some high officials. Uh, as I mentioned, Seth Blatter and Michelle Platini are both in jail right now. But, listen, we're going to have it in 2026 20, uh, in four years from now at the Meadowlands. But let's hope—USA got a fairly decent draw, okay? Um, they can play against England. And, of course, they'll have to— It will be interesting when USA— if if Ukraine is fortunate enough to beat Scotland, and USA gets to play Ukraine, and then somehow Poland advances here. Um, So, you know, four years ago, it was being played in Russia, but a lot of these foreign countries, Ty, they have it because they want to legitimize themselves as a real country. But there's a lot of scandals even prior to all the stuff happening with Russia now, but prior in 2018, there was a lot of scandals in Moscow, and now with Qatar, and it being played in November. Good luck, because here in the U.S., they're going to take a big ratings hit, because as uh, Gabe had mentioned when he called in, uh, being played on Good Friday and the day after Thanksgiving. Everyone's oh, Black college, Friday. Yeah, everyone's taking everyone's college football yeah. and the NFL. But I think with it being played in 2020, in, in another four years from now, I think that's just going to bring up the momentum and uh, hopefully USA. I'm expecting USA to have a good showing in advance to the second round uh, if that helps them.
1: All right, we have a play in the national title game between Kansas and UNC. We've got some MLB Futures, I want to look at the Mets dealing with some injuries, the Yankees. I mean, what are the expectations there? We're going to close out the strong, uh, show strong right here. Joe Wiz, Ty Butler, the final. Uh Just a quick note, just saw this come across the timeline. Frank Gore, who played with the Niners, the Bills, the Dolphins, the Colts, and, of course, the Jets, he's going to sign a one-day contract and retire with San Francisco. Uh, the Mets last night, it was reported, that uh they decided against a trade with the Padres that would have sent first baseman Eric Hosmer and pitcher Chris Paddock to the Mets. Joel Sherman of the New York Post reported uh the Mets were gonna receive Hosmer, Paddock, and Emilio Pagan in exchange for Dominic Smith. They were gonna are they being the Padres were gonna eat some of that contract that uh, Hosmer brings. But the Mets the Mets did decide against making that trade. Uh injury news, DeGrom... He's going to be shut down for four weeks. He's dealing with a shoulder issue. Remember last year, he was shut down because of an elbow issue. Uh... Max Scherzer was scratched from a start yesterday for precautionary reasons, they called. Uh, He's day-to-day with some hamstring tightness. So, you know, you were looking at that one-two punch of Scherzer and DeGrom dominating and right now dealing with some injury concerns. We know DeGrom's going to be out. We don't know the status of Scherzer going forward, but he would still be slated to make that start on opening day. Uh, If you go to Bet Rivers, Joe, right now, Uh, The odds to win the National League are as followed. Dodgers, plus 225. Braves, plus 500. Brewers, plus 600. Padres, plus 850. Tied with the Mets, who are also
0: plus 850. Well, listen, let's not forget the Dodgers were heavily favored to win the World Series last year prior to the playoffs starting. Yeah, how'd that work out? Yeah, so just because they're big favorites and they just got one of the best relievers in baseball with Kimbrel, yeah. uh, you, know, you know, the season has to play out. You got the Braves who lost Freeman, but the Braves right now are plus five hundred. 500. Uh, and, you know, the Mets are in such a precarious situation. I feel bad for all the New York fans. Uh, besides the Yankee fans, I also feel bad for the Mets fans because the Mets fans, you know, you know, you were relying on DeGrom. He's not gonna be playing for too much. It might be longer. This is going on from last year's like a, a nightmare yeah. that won't end.
1: And he's 33 with a quote unquote injury history. And, and you wonder if they wasted that window the ground with Dominant uh, 2017, 2018, 2019 when he won two Cy Youngs, and finished top three the other year, Uh, multi-time All-Star. You've got Scherzer, who's one of the best pitchers in baseball still, but now he's dealing with a hamstring injury. couldn't pitch in a World Series in Game 6 last year because he had arm fatigue, so you worry if there is an injury trend here with your two starters. Meanwhile, on the side of the Yankees, uh, odds to win the American League, Astros plus 425, White Sox plus 450, Blue Jays plus 550, tied with the Rays
0: and the Yankees all at plus 550. Yeah, it's like the, uh, you listen, all kidding aside, we know the Yankees are very talented. Uh, offensively, the Yankees are very talented, but their pitching staff is still suspect. And, you know, they'll, they'll still check in that sticky stuff. You know, I'm sure I'm sure you know Garrett Cole's concerned about that for a start on Thursday. You know, he hasn't been the same pitcher since that. Uh, you know, but these teams are improved. Everyone's talking, the, the cliche team, it's a Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah. Like, but no longer, like I said, you got the Blue Jays, you got the Rays, Yankees, and even the Red Sox. Uh, So there's four teams here that are all... Almost evenly matched, and the odds makers say, uh, at Bet Rivers that those of you that want to bet who's gonna, you know, represent the American League, uh, right now, the Astros are in there. And I know Cashman was blaming, uh, the Stein stealing scandal for uh, his inability to a general, get a ring
1: to, to the Bronx. A disaster. I mean, I can't believe he said that. Garicol's yeah, that wasn't, got that, a, was t- that wasn't good. Garrett cole has got a lot to prove this year. They gave Absolutely. you all that money, and you got the sticky stuff. You wet the bet <laughs> against the Red Sox. Uh, that's why they paid you. you. You can't go out there and be a... I st- I know he finished what was the top two, uh, in the Cy Young voting last year. But uh, he's got to go out there and prove something if the Yankees are going to have a chance to compete. We've got 15 seconds, Joe, so I need you to give me a play for Kansas and UNC on Monday night.
0: I am going with the dog. Woo! I'm taking North Carolina uh, plus the four. Um, you know, I'm just concerned about the emotional factor. I mean, and I think Hubert Davis is going to have to get his team down say, hey, guys, we still got, we beat Duke, but the national championship game is tomorrow.
1: It is tomorrow. Hubert Davis has got to get his team ready. 48 hours removed from beating Coach Case, sending him into retirement. You still got a game to play, not just a game. It's the national title game, the biggest game you'll ever play. This
0: is The Fine Line with Joe Wiz and Ty Butler. Presented by Bet Rivers, New York's
1: hometown sportsbook.